It's booty day. <laughs> there we go. Mama Momo's got her music. She's in the house for the next hour. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. She's on the Celebrity Hotline, brought to you by Morocco. <laughs> Play it safe, good times. Uh, Momo, the uh, Lakers, not necessarily playing it safe, but they are having good times in their last two games. What, do you, what have you seen that's been the big difference here? Okay, I know this is going to sound really, like, revolutionary, okay? Right. It's going to blow yeah. your mind. Okay. The last two games, the Lakers remembered that they are taller than them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Lakers were like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You guys are all, like, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, yeah. And we're seven feet tall, and we should score points in the paint. Yeah. And we don't have to play small ball. Like, even though – they are playing small ball. They started Marquise in the second half. Yeah, they, they went to that. They've been they, – the points in the paint have been so different. Like, they – Anthony Davis is, like, the biggest example of it. But game one, Lakers scored 40 points in the paint. Game two, 54. Game three, 56. In other words, they just were like, oh, that's right. We can shoot over these dudes because they're only 6'5". It's, it was the most perplexing thing to me. Even last night, Momo, yeah. watching, and I, and I had this on our Twitter, on our text exchange. Yeah. I was like, watching Anthony Davis get an offensive foul because he was trying to chicken wing Russell Westbrook on the baseline yeah. was the most offensive thing I've ever seen a seven footer do. Mm-hmm. Why are you lowering <laughs> your body down to try to chicken wing a six four guard? Why are you doing that? Well, so what happens is the Rockets do this to everyone. And I, you know, George, I, I, the last two, three years, I've, I've covered those Rockets Warrior series, mm-hmm. and they're always the same. It's like PJ Tucker's big and strong. He's like a linebacker. Actually, more he's more like a defensive lineman if you're talking basketball terms, right? And he just gets low and uses his leverage. Russ is kind of stout too, right? So yeah. he, that's why he's doing that to Anthony Davis. Like they just get low and they use their like Chris Paul used to do that too. He used to just guard much bigger players by just sticking his elbow into their back and I, I it's it works for a game or two but if you have a good coach who can make some adjustments and I think you know I was talking with well I, I can't say exactly who I was talking with but I'll give you a general description um uh, one of the coaches on the Warriors who has you know game planned against this of like okay how do you how do you make that adjustment when the Rockets do this to you how do you switch and the idea, he, he, the the coach is basically get IQ basketball players on them. They switch everything. So when you have a high IQ basketball player like Rajon Rondo, like LeBron James, right? Like they, they just you have good decision makers. You find cutters. You move the ball. You don't just try to like penetrate because they're going to switch everything. Every time you try to drive to the basket, they're going to switch. You have to have you have good decision makers, good shooters. And eventually, you can you can combat and make adjustments against that Rockets defense if you know what you're doing. If you just try to keep doing the same thing over and over, the Rockets don't beat you. Yeah, it, it is pretty wild when you think about it. And, and here's the thing. Like, they're also in a real compromised situation because, look, Covington, even if he plays, that can't be easy to play through, right? Like, he, he busted his nose up yesterday. Uh-huh. Like, that's not going to be fun. And this Daniel House situation, I don't even want to get into the internet rumors because mm-hmm. that's just crazy. But it's just, like, he is an integral part of what they do. Like, he's an integral part of what they do. Like, it's one of these things that – 
Mike D'Antoni, and, and look, we all know this because we've all been around D'Antoni teams, right? Um, mm -hmm. He doesn't play a lot of guys to begin with. <laughs> so right. if you take any one of those guys out, like it's a huge problem for them, which means it's a good thing for the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's one I, less guy that they have to chase on the on or, you know around the perimeter. But right. at the end of the day, I mean, come on, do anyone really think Houston was going to beat the Lakers? I thought they I mean, had honestly, a chance, honestly, seriously, I th I really thought they had a chance because if you got it when when Russ is Russ when he's going downhill and he's you know at the top of his game like I I saw a game I can't it feels like a year ago okay but when Russ came to Staples Center and just was was peak Russ. I mean, they, that's, that is a really good team. When you, they, they make you uncomfortable. They make certain players on your team virtually unplayable. I mean, you can't even play your bigs in this series. Like, JaVale, Dwight, it's like, sorry, we'll see you next series if we advance. But, like, they can't even play in a series like this. Otherwise, they're going to have to be out on the perimeter guarding, you know, six-foot-five guys, and that's, like, very uncomfortable for bigs. Um, I, I, like I, I thought if James and Russ were at superstar levels, then they had a really good chance here because they were going to make the Lakers. They, they should have won game two. If you, if you go back in this series, I think they should have won game two. And the fact that the Lakers pulled that one out is, is what changed it. Because game three, the Lakers seemed like they figured some stuff out and how to, how to attack them. It's pretty yeah. incredible to see that the Rockets, George, were up 20-plus points in game two, and Ramona still thinks they, the Houston Rockets should have won it. I mean, they came. They were right back in it, though. They were right back in it. I mean, in a, in a matter of a second, like it felt like they went from down twenty to within a bucket, basically. So, yeah, like I just think that I've always felt like, and I know Ireland has felt this way too, because he, he, we've all talked about it during purgatory. But like, you got to give them a puncher's chance if they're healthy, because of all the reasons Ramona outlined, and just the math, right? Like they've tripled down, you know, pun intended, on the math, and and. If you go cold even for a little while and they happen to heat up, man, you, you got to withstand that. It's not easy. Vogel talked about it in the last game too. Uh, in the his interview, I believe was at the end of the third, and it was a close game at that point. Uh, the Lakers really separated themselves in the fourth, and he responded about you know to I think it was Jared Greenberg who asked the question. He's like, look, they're going to go through hot streaks and cold streaks, and we just got to be able to deal with uh, both. We got to capitalize when we can, and and just with withstand the barrage when it's there, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I'm just more of the belief that people think that three-pointers have been winning championships. And they look at the Golden State Warriors, and that's their example. And what they don't look at is just how efficient Golden State was in the mid-range game and their defense. Like, the, the three-pointers caught our eyeballs the way that dunks catch our eyeballs, right? They're exciting. They're blah, 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 blah. But those championships weren't won because they shot 50 to 60 three-pointers a game. They won. They were won because of the defense that they played. And when things broke down, those two-pointers count for buckets too. And the Rockers were really good in the mid-range. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what's, it, what's fun to watch, though, about the Lakers right now is – they are because you are seeing, and George, you've seen this up close. I've, I've seen it up close in the finals when I've covered them, but LeBron James is playing at a ridiculous level. Like, I mean, we saw him be good this year. He, you know, he got my MVP vote. Um, I don't think he's going to win it, but I think he'll finish second. This is another level. 
And I don't mean just that his bald spot was above the rim the other night. Like, he is <laughs> offensively, defensively, he is amazing right now. And this yeah. is like, we were wondering when playoff LeBron was going to emerge. Like, this series has brought it out of him. And, you know, it's almost like in the last, the last game or two, you've seen possessions where he was just like, I'm LeBron James and I'm better than all of you. And I'm just going to take the ball and score every time. Like he just he can do whatever he wants out there because there's nobody on the Rockets outside of maybe PJ Tucker who can mess with him physically. Uh, let's talk about LeBron a little more in depth. Let's get into playoff Rondo on the other side. We've got some interesting stats on playoff Rondo specifically. So we'll get to all that with Momo. She's hanging out with us until 6.15, so stick around. Uh, we've got some T-shirts to give away, too. As a matter of fact, let's give one away now. Call her seven right now at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. You win a Sedano and LZ T-shirt. We're going to give away more throughout the show. I'm just going to randomly pop up and say, T-shirt time. It's kind of like the T-shirt toss at, a, at, at an NBA game. So right now, caller seven wins a T-shirt. We'll do it a number of times before the end of the show. Uh, more with Momo coming up in two and a half minutes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Sedano and LZ with you here. Mama Momo hanging out for another 45 minutes. Little NBA. We'll talk some Dodgers too next segment. There's some fun Dodger stuff to get into. We'll do that in just a moment. Uh, but Ramona... Uh, LZ and I spent a lot of time at the beginning of the show talking about one LeBron Raymond James, which you were talking about a second ago. And it really is pretty wild to just see. I mean, he's three months and change away from his 36th birthday. Oh. And to see him play at this level and to summon up the performances that he's had, it, it really is wild. Because, look, I thought we were rightfully so questioning a little bit about the restart and how he was looking because, you know, he's been on a specific calendar with his body for so long. And we know about his unique ramp up, right? And in March, he was really starting to peak and he wants to be in peak performance by the time the playoffs roll around. And so, you know, when he didn't play well in the bubble and even in that first game, even though he had the triple-double, he didn't look right. But then since game three of that Portland series, he has been LeBron James. And... I just don't know what how else to describe him. Like you, you, you and LZ write for a living, okay? Like I, I have lost the ability to describe him and 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 just assign adjectives to describe his play. Other than you know, he literally did everything the other day. Like it is as superb a performance by a player, particularly at that age, that I've ever seen almost in any sport, really. 
honestly, I mean, look, LZ and I are older. You know, you're what? No, you're older than me. I'm, I'm 43. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm the youngest of us. Okay, and there's this there's this moment. I think it happens in our in your late 30s, early 40s when your body just all of a sudden the things you used to be able to do when you were a kid, like you you just can't. You just for whatever reason you can't do it anymore. Like for me. It was always about my ability to rally. I was I was really good at rallying. No matter what was going on, it'd be 11 o'clock at night, and I had a story to do, and I would just, like, kick into the next gear, and I would stay up all night, and I would, I would just be all hyper and stuff. I would just get it done, right? Like, all through my 20s, all through my 30s, no problem. And somewhere about 38, I just couldn't do it. Like, you'd come 2 a.m., and I'm ready, like this, like nighttime is the right time, right? I'm going to get it done. And it's just, there was just nothing there. And I, I remember that feeling of like, oh, is this, is, am I getting older? Like, is this what's happening? Yes. And I keep waiting for that to happen with LeBron. Like we're going to see something. And we thought maybe last year when he had the groin injury and, you know, okay, here's the decline. Like I saw that, I saw that with Kobe. You know, he, he thought he could push through injuries and he could just work through everything and go to Germany and, and sit in the ice baths and the, all that. And not even the great Kobe Bryant could pass those kind of age tests, right? Just kept getting hurt, kept having issues. And I think that's what's so amazing to me about this, George and Nelsie. It's like, how is he doing this? Like, he's, he's past the age where you should be able to summon this physicality. Because normally by the time you're old enough to be that good at the mental aspect of basketball and just surveying the court and knowing how to play, it's like this cruel twist of fate that like, okay, you now you finally understand what's going on completely in the game, but your body can't execute the way it used to when you're in your 20s. He's defying that. It's amazing. Well, I mean, he is spending millions of dollars so that he can do exactly what he's doing. So, so, in, addition, so in addition to winning the gene pool, he's also an investing to make sure he stays that way. Yeah. But, I, but I will also say that if you watch him play, one of the reasons why he is so durable is because he really doesn't do anything awkward with his body. He doesn't leave mm. himself vulnerable on the court. He gets to his spots on his terms mm. when he does his patent spin move now in the paint. He's always in complete control. Even when it looks as if he's going too fast, to even know where the rim is once he's done spinning, he's in complete control. And, and when you look at other athletes who may be fantastical in terms of the, what they show huh. and their prowess on the court, they're constantly putting undue stress on their bodies by doing things in an awkward fashion. And LeBron doesn't play that way, or at least he hasn't played that way in quite some time. Even in the mid-range game, where some guys would try and break your ankles and stuff, mm -hmm. LeBron's not busy trying to break your ankles. He's not <laughs> expending injury, you know, energy yeah. doing all of that, right. herky-jerking his body around George. He's either going to shoot the shot or he's not. <laughs> and that's, that's it's like TV-12, right? I mean, yeah. Don't get hit. <laughs> get rid of the ball before they hit you. Exactly. I mean, you know, it, that's, a, that's a good point. And, and it's, it's also like he is a football player out there. Like when right. you watch LeBron, I mean, there's just no, there's people bounce off of him. He's, he's bigger than everybody else. So even if he does get hit, it doesn't, they're not doing that kind of damage to him. And I think that I, I, the, when I watch him now, I'm supposed to be writing columns off these games, right? And 
you know, you go back and forth with your editor all the all the time. What do you see and what angle do you want to take? And every single game I watch, all I want to write about is LeBron. I mean, I know. as a as a shippy, <laughs> it's like every night. That's all I'm seeing. I'm like, man, LeBron is awesome. George, <laughs> is that? Is that Hall of Fame level analysis? LeBron George, is awesome. <laughs> yes, it is. George, George, I'd equate it this way. We're all in our 40s, right? Yeah. We all know what it was like to hear Mariah Carey hit that whistle note the first time. Uh-huh. And we were like, oh, my God, that's incredible, blah, 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 blah. And then after, like, her fourth album, we got kind of used to it. Yeah. That didn't take away from the fact it was still incredible that she was hitting that note. Right. We had just gotten used to it, and that's where we are with LeBron. What he is doing has never ceased being incredible. We just got bored with it. Yeah, we, we just got accustomed to it. Right. I think that that, that is for sure. Uh, speaking of getting accustomed to things, playoff Rondo is a thing. Uh, I sent a meme to the uh, in the text chat yesterday, Ramona. I want to find it before I uh, – before I, I – hold on. Let me see. I have it here. Uh, okay, I got it. So the meme, and I, I apologize for whoever created this meme because I don't have the, uh, the creator here. I just It was floating around the internet a bunch yesterday. So it's a picture of a person, and it's like a, uh, a look inside their head, right? And the first one just says Rajon Rondo, and it's a picture of like an x-ray, except you can see the brain, right? And then the next one is the brain is activating, and it says upside down headband <laughs> Rondo. And then the next one is the brain is activated and it's shooting things out, right, out of the brain. And it says national TV Rondo. Uh, And then it gets even more explosive and it says playoff Rondo. But there's more. There is revenge game against a former team on national TV Rondo. Then there is revenge game against his own fan base after they cussed him out Rondo. And then apparently what... Uh, what the Rockets witnessed yesterday and what everyone witnessed yesterday, which is the last one, revenge game against his own fan base after they cussed him out with braids and a headband <laughs> playoff Rondo. Bam! And, and, and that's what we got yesterday. Tom Haberstroh gave me this stat today as I did his podcast, Momo. Rajon Rondo has the biggest gap between his regular season PER, player efficiency rating to his postseason of uh, PER, playoff, uh, player efficiency rating, in NBA history. It, it play. How do you explain wow. playoff Rondo? I mean, he's the smartest guy in the class, okay? And he is the t- he's the smartest guy in the class who gets C's during the year, but then when he shows up for the AP test, he gets a five, okay? Is that a little too highbrow explanation? But, like, I just think he's just not engaged as like and locked in the way he needs to be during the regular season because he's older and he doesn't need to, you know, he's like 34 and it's hard to travel and he's had a lot of injuries and this and that. And he knows that these aren't really the games that matter all that much. So with the way he plays is just, he's reckless all the time. It's not that he's stupid. He's reckless because he sees that pass that like it's there, but mm, probably just shouldn't, you know, like it's, Try to squeeze that pass into between three players and it doesn't work. In the playoffs, he just gets locked in because these are the games that matter. Like, it, I, I don't know. When I watch him, and I've always been a resident of Rondo Island, I've seen him do it in the past. He is, he is so smart out there. He reads things so well. It's, it's, it's always just a question of how disciplined is he going to be. Well, it's winning time. 
Yeah. yeah. And and certain athletes, when it's winning time, they really rise up. What did you know the great Chris Paul say? Some guys are built for it. Rondo's built for it. And we've all made our jokes, you know, whether seriously or not, about his shooting, particularly during the regular season, especially the further away he gets from the rim. We're like, ah, don't take that shot. Why does he take that shot? Because he knows himself. He knows what he's capable of. And he has confidence in taking that shot. You know, a guy who shoots as inconsistently as he does, I've yet to see him consistently shy away from open shots. Why? Because he knows the importance of taking that shot because right. it validates your offense. Make well, they got to guard you. They exactly. got to force him to guard you, yes. And on top of that, George, if you whip the ball around and you get a wide open shot, if you don't take that shot, you reward the defense. So you have to take that shot. Because next time it might not be you in that position. It might be another guard in that position who should be taking that shot. That's what that offense is designed for, to get that shot open and respond to the defense that's being played. So he has to take that shot. The fact that he knocked it down last night is, is straight butter. He may not knock it down tomorrow. I mean, that's okay because he's not down there to hit shots for us. He's there to make sure everyone else can hit shots. Coming up next, the Dodgers. A Dodger Oof. hero has gotten a mural near Dodger Stadium. We'll tell you who in just a moment. Stick around. Mama Momo's hanging out. Sedano and LZ, we're back in two minutes. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Sedan and LZ with you here. Mama Momo hanging out till 6.15 or 6.10, actually. Uh, real quick. bag right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I apologize. Uh, I'm eating a little bit of bacon because my Ooh. wife made a, a BLT um, and there were some extra strips of bacon and she surprised me. Um, so I was like, hey, sure, I'll take bacon. I'll never uh, turn that down. Sedano, so. yeah. don't you ever, ever mm-hmm. apologize for eating bacon. Ever. It's very crunchy. Everyone loves bacon. If you don't love bacon, you're not American. There, I said it. What if you're vegan? You're not American. <laughs> <laughs> Take that commie diet somewhere else. <laughs> Here in America, we like bacon. Not the turkey bacon either. We do turkey bacon to make our doctors feel better. But if we want to feel better, we go straight oink oink, dog. Straight yeah. oink oink, pig. Yeah. 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 I did some I did some bacon this weekend. We had a pool party. I mean, not party. It's like literally my brother and his wife come over and their little baby. But I did some hamburgers and hot dogs and I was like, I'll do the grilled onions. okay, and and I'll do some bacon. 
So the best thing that you can do with bacon is you cook it in a saute pan and then you keep all the like bacon juices. Oh, yeah. And that's what you saute the onions in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to make grilled onions. Like if you the best thing is not just cooking with bacon or eating bacon. It's yeah. like taking all the bacon juices and using yeah. that to put all of it, whatever you're going to cook next yeah. in the pan with. Yeah, I will not, say that so, Momo's breaking it down, George. Yeah, yeah, right? she is. Okay. She's going like top chef on us right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's I will say this: you mentioned party. I, I told this to my wife the other day. Whenever this damn thing is over, I do want to have a party. I feel like we deserve it. Seriously, like you asked me the other, you were like, "How was your weekend? Your holiday weekend?" I'm like, "Oh, was it? Oh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it feels like every other weekend." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I mean, how, this. Yeah, I guess people were off on Monday. I don't know. I had to work. You work, right? Like, yeah. there was things going on i didn't feel like anywhere i wasn't gonna go anywhere yeah (laughs) so if you work in media by and large especially if you're like talent you're not really taking time off unless you actually ask for the time off right right? like right like i mean i'm not complaining yeah i don't want people to to interpret what i'm saying as complaints i'm just saying that i don't think a weekend has really meant a lot to me in well over a decade yeah that's right (laughs) You know, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, fair. Although the weekend right, is uh, when my husband is off. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Especially if you work in sports, right? Yeah. Like the, right. the weekends are not really off time. Um, so unless you work a specific sport and there's like an off season, right? So I think that there there is some of that. But uh, real quick, shout out to Joe Kelly. His pouty face oh got a mural near Dodger Stadium. Ooh. Look at that. So, I'm here uh, for all of that. Local muralist Jonas Never has immortal, immortalized the now legendary pouty <laughs> face that Kelly used to mock Carlos Correa on a mural on the side of Floyd's 99 Barbershop in Silver Lake, less than two miles from the ballpark. So if you want to drive by, uh, that is absolutely the spot for it. Now, look, I, I jokingly said he could get a statue, but he got a mural real quick. Um, you know who else made a mural for jo- of Joe Kelly? A, a drawing. Oh, I saw Mina Kimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's a good she she's that, a good drawer. Yeah. She's a really good drawer. And like she yeah. used to do the etch a sketch thing, but now yeah. she does the watercolors and she's yeah. like and she signs it with like this artistic thing and she's yeah. like MMK. And I'm like, oh wow, you're taking it next level. Yeah. I mean, oh. I think I, th- that Joe Kelly pouty face, if he does nothing else for the Dodgers the rest of the year, like, that's gonna be his <laughs> legacy. For oh, the rest of his life. What are you talking I, about? Yeah. I immediately went online, me and the other George, Jorge rather, uh, we went online and immediately bought t-shirts. And I've been wearing my t-shirt with the pouty face that says nice swing beep. <laughs> and all of that is in perfect timing because I guess we have a special um visitor who's coming to Dodger Stadium who may want to pass that mural on the way to the stadium. Ooh, who's that? Well, according to producer Greg, uh, Dodgers Astros this weekend at Dodger Stadium. Oh, followed by a yes from Laura. That's true. It is Dodgers uh, Astros this weekend. I guess it doesn't matter because, well, yeah. It would. I mean, I just want to like go sit by the hills outside of Dodger Stadium and boo. Yeah, could, like maybe go to the top of the park. Boo. I, don't, I bet I'm you not. they stay at the Ritz Carlton there at LA Live. You just go boo them there. There you go. Oh, no, <laughs> I know what you could do. You could sign up for a testing appointment at Dodger Stadium and get in the parking lot and boo real loud or honk your horns real loud. Wow. There you go, Momo. Yeah. That's good. 
Yeah, I like that. Uh, speaking of Dodger Stadium, Dodger Stadium will be hosting the MLB playoffs uh, in a bubble format. Uh, but here's how this all will work out. It looks like the first round, it was reported in the LA Times today, I saw Bill Shaken had this, that the first round will be at home parks. And then the final, th- so a best two out of three at the home park. And then the final three rounds, which will be best of five and then best of seven, best of seven, will be in the bubble format. So the Dodgers will still be able to open the playoffs in a best of three at Dodger Stadium, and then we'll fly to Texas, while the American League will take over Dodger Stadium, and the World Series will be played at the new Texas Rangers ballpark in Arlington. How, how do you feel about no, that, No, I don't LZ? like it. No, yeah. I don't like it. I mean, I that feels it's weird. weird. Yeah. It's, it's, first, first of all. Why, why not the American League teams in the Texas Stadium? Well, let's, first of all, let's back up to we're going to do the postseason in the bubble, except we're not. Right. Well, there's why? that. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Are you, why are you still not taking this seriously? Do you not know what a virus is? The virus doesn't go, oh, it's only the first round. It's not <laughs> affect anybody. Yeah. So you can play in the first round, get the, get the Rona that yeah. puts you in, 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 you know, in a weird predicament for the second round if you were to get out of it. And right. why? Because baseball had this weird arbitrary sort of schedule. That makes no sense. Do a real bubble, dog. Do a real bubble. Sequester players, sequester their families, the coaches, the staff, the sporting stuff you need. Look at what the WNBA did. Look what World Team Tennis did. Look what the NBA is doing right now. Why are you refusing to follow a model that works? Why are you looking at a rock and go, what if we made it a square instead of a wheel? Why are you doing this? I don't understand. You know why? Because they have the worst relationship between their players union and the owners of all the major sports. And in order to get everybody on the same page, you have to find a you have to get players and owners to agree on things. And I think they're just not there. They just they can't get it together. Yeah, it is. It is just insane. But that is what it's going to be. The first round will be at Dodger Stadium and then they will go to the bubble and play in Texas. And yeah, that just all of that sounds ridiculous. But it shouldn't be a huge surprise that that's what Major League Baseball is going to do because it feels like they never do it right anyway. It is so 2020, guys, yeah. for the city of Los Angeles to start off with something as awful as what happened on January 26th mm-hmm. and then compound that by having two of your historic franchises try to win championships with no fans. Right. And now, yeah. and now you're telling us not only do we not have fans, you wouldn't even get your building. We're sending you to Orlando, and you're going to Texas. Yeah. What the hell? I know. Like if it's the Lakers and the Clippers in the next round, but why? It, it feels a little funny to be playing that in Orlando, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think the the NBA though. You know, they did this. They got their players on board. Um, I don't know what's going to happen next year. Those those conversations are already already starting and it's yeah. going to be rough. Like, so, Momo, I, I'm going to throw out a rumor and you can yeah. tell me if, if there's some validity to it or you okay. can tell me it's crazy. I've heard a rumor there could be four regional sites and four regional bubbles. Yeah, that that's going around. I mean, I think a lot of, um, a lot of what everybody's realized is, hey, we're not actually going to be through this by the time next season starts, right? Right. Um, and, you know, I know there's a lot of proposals on the uh, on the table about how can we have fans at games? How can we get um, how can they push the season back? So they, they've been balancing this this desire to start the season early enough so that the top players in the game can play in the Olympics. That's why that's why people are even talking about a December restart. Now, December 1st, Adam Silver's already come out and said, now nah, it's, it's just not going to work. So Christmas is kind of the new target. 
But I don't think Christmas is going to work. And then once you get into January and February, that's when we start to, that's when you start to lose the ability to finish the season in time for stars to make the Olympics in Tokyo. And I know a lot of, I know a lot of star players want to play in those Olympics, but it just might not be possible um, if the NBA just ha- you know, has to push back the season. Um, and the further you push it back, the closer you are to be, you know, hopefully we're either through it or fans. through it enough yeah. that you can yeah. have fans. Because, yeah. you know, what you saw the other day with Billy Donovan, you know, not sticking with the Thunder, where the Thunder was just like, we can't really give you an answer on what we're going to do. Um, not saying we're going to trade everybody, but we might. And we can't give you that answer. And Billy's like, no, no, I need to know. Because if I'm going to re-up here, I need to know what I'm in for. And they were like, we can't tell you. And that's that, that's why is because nobody knows how bad next year is going to be yet. And the, the idea of the four regional sites, that, that's, that's one of the ideas being kicked around out there. But I think people are trying to delay having to make that decision as long as possible because, you know, no fans means 40% less revenue. Okay, let, let's talk about some of the stuff going on around the league and, and the Lakers, uh, obviously, and, and, you know, the Rocket Series one last time. Uh, we got one more segment with Momo, plus what you need to know is coming up. We are back in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Time for What You Need to Know, brought to you by our friends at Morongo. Morongo, play it safe. Good times. Uh, NBA update for you. The Raptors lead the Celtics 98-94 with just under three minutes to go. And if the Raptors win, it goes to a seventh game that will happen on Friday night uh, or Friday afternoon here on the West Coast. But, uh, Momo, the Raptors still have this little engine that could thing going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Look, I think Boston's better than them, but they're just, you know, these are defending champs. Like, yeah. you, know, you know, what's that Rudy T line? Never underestimate the heart of a champion. But that's, they're not going out soft. And like Pascal's, oh, I see, you just jinxed him. Pascal Siakam just trying to ball over, but he's been playing <laughs> a lot better this game. <laughs> LZ, what do you, what do you think, uh, if this goes to a game seven? No, mm. I think Momo's right. I think Boston is the better team. Do you believe that, the Raptors are capable of winning a seventh game against a team that has superior talent to them. Well, I don't know if they have superior talent, um, but I will say that they certainly have superior brand recognition. You know, a lot of people summarize last season's championship as Kawhi and a bunch of dudes. Right. Mm. And I didn't believe that was true before, and I certainly don't believe it's true now, and I don't think anyone else does now. They're the defending champions. They, they did lose Kawhi, but this is a roster that's deep and loaded with a freaking fantastic coach and they're doing what they're supposed to do which is fight yeah yeah they are they're playing pretty well it's 98 98 with just under two minutes to go now uh tight one going down the stretch we'll keep you posted on what's going on uh momo you mentioned billy donovan earlier you are our nba insider resident nba insider what options do you think billy donovan has you know i've heard his name mentioned in chicago i've heard his name mentioned in philly I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he goes back to college. That's another, that's another possibility for him because there's a lot of 
programs that would like to have that name recognition. It's just going to be up to him whether what he wants to do in his career. Um, but it was interesting. I love that. I love this little detail. Like Sam Presti, you know, you know Sam Presti, right? Yeah. He is a very disciplined person in general, right? I remember I went out and did a story with him a couple of years ago and hung out in Oklahoma City for a couple of days. And like everything he was doing was like he eats right. He gets eight hours of sleep every night. Like he makes sure everything is perfect, right? Like even just walking around there it was like health food. They make their own beef jerky, like stuff right. like that, right? Yeah. Sam Preston tells the story that he has this meeting with Billy Donovan where they both kind of know it's the end. They both kind of know like, okay, his contract's up. We can't tell him what we're going to do. And they just started, they just opened up a couple of beers and started telling stories. I was like, when is the last time Sam Preston had a beer? I can't picture it. Yeah, it was probably a long time ago. LZ, of all those potential spots for <laughs> Billy, college, maybe Chicago, maybe Philly, yeah. is there a spot you'd like to see him in? I would like to see him stay in the league. I think he's proven it. Yeah. You he know, wasn't great at first, but he got way better. He's gotten mm-hmm. way better. And yeah. seriously, I know that Chris Paul gets a lot of credit for the champ for the team, you know, making it yeah. this deep in a postseason. But they don't get there either without Billy. And I think that if you're the Chicago, you know, Bulls or if you're I don't know, the Houston Rockets even mm-hmm. and you're in the market for a proven guy, I think Billy's proven it. Yeah, I, I would agree too, for sure. Um speaking of Chris Paul um, LZ, Chris Paul to Milwaukee. Do you want to see it? I mean, not really. Not not really. Like, mm. I, I, I think discussions like this overlooks the glaring problems in Giannis's game. And if they don't win a championship next year, they're going to say, well, Chris is too old. And I don't think Chris deserves that. I don't think he needs to be put in a situation to be a savior when he should be in a situation where he's being added on because the savior is already established. Ramona, how many shooters will there be for Chris Paul this offseason, do you believe? A uh, hell of a lot more than there were last year. I mean, that's what I, <laughs> you know, that's the big answer. And, and I, I got to give a lot of credit to him because we all thought he was done, didn't you? I mean, I, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I, no. I was like, man, $45 million a year for Chris Paul. No offense. Great career. Hall of Famer. But that's a lot of money to be paying for a guy who I think there's only three players left in the draft. Now, Marvin Williams retired from that draft. So now there's there's just Chris Paul and Ursan Ilyasova and yeah. uh, like one other person from that draft that's still in the league. I mean, he's he's up there. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of places that could use a, a point guard like that. The question is. Where does he fit? In Oklahoma City, he was perfect. Like, yeah. they needed a guy just like that. They had to tutor the young players to play with some vets. They had a good year. Does he fit in Philly? They need a point guard there that allows Ben Man, to do you know what he would do four. to Joel Embiid? Do you know what he would do I to know. Joel Embiid? But that's what they need. They need does that. Does he fit with the Lakers? With, yeah, I mean, that, that's his guy. You know, LeBron and him are close. Yeah. Obviously, I think they, you know, there was some discussion about that before. And the money was just a non-starter. I mean, there was just no way they could trade for him. They don't really have the pieces to match financially to trade for him. Um, There's a lot. I I think Milwaukee is one option. I think Drew Bledsoe is another option in Milwaukee. But Chris Paul's got, like, last year he was a toxic asset. You had to give up something bad. Oh, uh, listen, the hot hot spot was Miami. And Pat Riley said, I'm not trading a first-round pick. you got to give me a first-round pick to take him on. Yeah. But that he was more so about the con- that was more about the contract though I think and than his play. It was also play. about the the way his body looked, LZ. And now granted to Chris's credit, 
Chris started working with LeBron's old trainers, Dan- mm-hmm. Donnie Ramon and David Alexander, and they transformed his body much like they helped LeBron rebuild his body after his back injury in 2014. They were, you know, they helped Dwayne Wade originally uh, before LeBron, uh, re- you know, kind of helped with his knees and all that. Like those guys are are magicians, man. And and I don't think anyone saw that coming, LZ. I, I, I do think there's some of that. I, I I believe that Chris Paul had a bad. Ex- taste of the Houston Rockets mm-hmm. and Carmelo Anthony had that bad taste Chris Paul's had that bad taste they've gone elsewhere and immediately looked as if they shouldn't have been you know jettisoned to begin with so I'm more about the bad PR coming out of Houston than their actual play I didn't think Chris Paul was washed up last year um, I just felt that if a team's not dedicated to defense you're not going to win and that's not Chris's fault all right let's move on here we've got uh NFL football starting tomorrow. Uh, Tom Brady may be without his biggest weapon. Mike Evans is questionable what? for the first game. LZ, Tom mm-hmm. Brady looked a lot like Mitchell Trubisky when you look at the numbers after week four last year. If he doesn't have his best weapon, what will what do you expect from a Tampa Bay offense with a lot of new parts? I expect them to still win without him having his best weapon. Even against Breeze? Breeze versus Brady? Well, New Orleans? It's not Breeze versus Brady. They're not facing each other. I hate when people do that. It's, it's, it's Tom Brady versus that defense. And I believe Tom Brady can shred any defense if he's got able bodies and protection. Okay. God, it feels so weird. NFL starting on Thursday. Because there was no preseason. It just feels like it's crept yeah. up on you. Yes. I mean, like, I have a fantasy football draft tonight, and I'm like, oh, what, what's going on? Like, <laughs> I haven't even, I mean, it's just there was no preseason. Like, you, you know, I watched the hard knocks, and it was just felt like they did, they were barely even hitting each other. Yeah. You know, they were barely, yeah. still in pads and wearing masks all the time. Like, I don't know what we're doing. Okay. Uh, I guess NFL starting. <laughs> Uh, quickly back to the NBA, real quick. Uh, we uh, need Momo. to break down. We need to break down what's happening right now in the NBA. It's 0.9 seconds left. The score is tied at 98 each. Well, they now they've said start. that the, they've said the clock has run out. They actually have called it now end of regulation. It will be over. Ah, yeah. Uh, so they're going into overtime at 98. Uh, Momo, um, start with you. Boston or Toronto? Who do you got today? Who do you think pulls this out today? Uh, I think Toronto wins today, but then I think Boston wins a game seven. LZ? I think Boston wins tonight. That's okay. Toronto is supposed to win. Right. They, um, they gave it up. What LZ, what do you think the Heat's ceiling is after they extinguished Milwaukee? NBA champions. No. Ooh. Stop. You asked for the ceiling? Why, why is it crazy that a Final Four team could win a championship? I mean, I don't think it's crazy. I just don't think they're better than the two L.A. teams. You said the ceiling. You didn't say the likelihood. Okay, what is the likelihood? Well, the oh. ceiling is the floor, and then the floor. What was no, it's that? the roof. It's the roof. The roof. The roof. Said it was the roof. Because there's the roof. Yes, yes exactly. Yes. yes. Uh, we'll LZ, make some more metaphors. What, what do you think the, the likely uh, – what is the likelihood of the Heat making the NBA Finals? What, which well, matchup do you s- think is better for them? Uh well, one, I I think they will lose to whichever L.A. team comes out of the West, assuming right. that an L.A. team comes out. So you think they can win the East is what you're saying? They can certainly win the East. Okay. Yeah, I think they can win the East too. I don't I don't think they can beat either of the L.A. teams in the finals, but – Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I mean, I saw those – I saw their regular season matchups with them before, and I thought it was clear that he just didn't have as much talent as either of those – as either of the L.A. teams, but – 
I don't know. They had more talent than the, the Bucks had more talent than them too, and they just beat yeah. the Bucks. So well, well they've also at you know since then, um, you know, I think the Iguodala Crowder stuff mm-hmm. was big for them. Like yeah. that, those two additions were big for them, and it changed their rotation really, uh, in a lot of ways, and it allowed their young guys to sit, fill in certain roles, right, and then Jimmy to to take over uh, to continue his role. Uh, last one for you. Before we go with Mama Momo, the top five songs of the summer, according to Billboard, are out. Uh, number one song was LZ's song, Rockstar. Uh, number two was Blinding Lights uh, by The Weeknd. Number two, Jack Harlow's What's Poppin', featuring The Baby. Uh, at number three was Savage. Number four, uh, I'm sorry, number three was uh, What's Poppin'. Number four was Savage and St. John's Roses was number five. Which is your favorite song there, LZ? Uh, is it clearly um, Rockstar? Oh, no, no, no. My favorite song was Savage. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it had the money line in it. If you don't jump to put your jeans on, baby, you don't feel my pain. <laughs> she said She said that line. I was like, damn, I almost swerved and got into a car accident. I was like, damn, B, don't do them like that, baby. Yeah. Uh, Momo, I, any, any one of those that you like the most? I have no idea if I've heard any of these songs. I don't go anywhere. I, if I do, it's like five minutes in the car, and I'm probably listening to 710, so I don't even know. Yeah. I'm not, and you're I'm a mom. Like, you're a mom. mom. You're I mom. To, Beyonce's I to, a mom, and she's on the list. Stop <laughs> it. I listen to Coco Melon, you know. Coco Melon is big in my house, too. It is all right? big. I mean, Netflix. And those things get in your yeah. head. Those songs, right. dang, I go to sleep singing, you know, peas, peas, time to eat your peas. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Momo. It's time for Daniel to go eat his peas. We got to run. <laughs> Uh, thank you for hanging out with us for the hour, as uh, you always do. We appreciate it. Love it. Thanks, boys. See ya. Take care. There she is, Mama Momo. All right. Uh, coming up next, LZ, you and I uh, mm. will tackle the Lakers, Rockets, and what can Vogel do next? Because is it and, and what D'Antoni can do, do next? What to expect from the Rockets? What to expect from Vogel? It is a series of adjustments in the playoffs, and the Dodgers. Stave off a three-game losing streak, but there's a specific reason they were able to do that. We'll get to that coming up in two minutes.